0: Hello, everybody. So, uh, we're going to talk about
1: Star Wars. The galaxy far, far away. A new hope.
0: And uh, I've been wanting to do this with you for so long. (laughs) It's it's hard to put into words how excited I am about doing this with you.
1: I like doing a lot of things with you, but I will say this is probably top of the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do like how groundbreaking this scrawl was for an intro. Like there had always been. It's not groundbreaking. That's my point. (laughs) You didn't let me get there with my sarcasm. (laughs) Like there has never been a show before that did this. Not a single one. Uh, Right. Couldn't possibly be anything like Flash Gordon. No. No. Kurosawa movies. Exactly. I mean, those 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 <laughs> never happened. This
0: is wholly original. <laughs> well, um, the first thing, seriously, that I did want to ask you, and I'm sure I've asked you before, but I don't recall it off the top of my head right now. What is your first experience with Star Wars?
1: Oh, geez, um, probably too early for me to actively remember. Well, but, sure, the, but the first one you remember? The first one I remember. Um, God. It's really hard to say like Star Wars was such an integrated part of my life that I remember playing lightsabers with my sisters I was probably maybe 4 or 5 like we I don't know if I was ever a time where I hadn't watched Star Wars but I do remember one of the most impactful times of watching Star Wars I was really young I don't know 6 or 7 maybe and it's actually this scene right here I actively ducked
0: <laughs> when the Star
1: Destroyer came Yes And it was funny because my mom then told me the story of watching this. She actually went, I believe it is 13 times to go see it in theaters. Really? Yeah. She was absolutely obsessed. And when this came on, she told me that the entire theater ducked.
0: That's amazing. I would have loved to have seen that. And perhaps I did, although I don't remember it because my parents tell me that they took me to see this when I was one year old in the theater. Oh my. And I don't remember it obviously, but they say I loved it. Of course, at that age, I probably would have loved watching Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> there's moved big moving pictures on the screen and that probably entertained me.
1: I do wanna I do wanna point out the epicness of the Tanted Four. As someone who very much enjoys Star Wars ships, I love these like diplomatic cruisers and like the non war ships. I think they're just blocky and ugly and perfect. Yeah, like and
0: claustrophobic. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It was just nice to see that. Like most sci fi movies try to make everything sleek. Um, looking at you, episode one, uh-huh. two, and three. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> talk plenty about the
0: prequels, don't you worry. But
1: the blockiness of this always intrigued me.
0: Yeah, I mean and that's back when the limitations of the budget sort of fed maybe not even purposefully, into the creativity, right? Like oh, those yeah. j- those janky chin straps on their helmets, like, like some prop guy had to throw together because there was no budget. It's like, but the point is, you have this Empire versus this ill-equipped bunch of ragtag rebels that are probably putting together their helmets with like you know duct tape and stuff.
1: I totally forgot not to interrupt that because that's an important point we need to get back to. How beautiful the old effects were. I am so glad you found the. Oh, yeah. Non-special edition. I should tell
0: you guys, we're watching the de-specialized edition. If you're watching the special edition, I think they sync up just fine. Um, So don't worry about that. But, yeah, I just can't with the special editions anymore. I just can't.
1: That's absolutely beautiful. Uh, All the detail. Like, I mean, this is exactly going back to your point with creativity being spawned out of a lack of resources. I mean,
0: yeah. I think it makes
1: it more realistic.
0: It happens so often, like right around this time you had Jaws come out and Spielberg wanted to have this awesome looking shark shark in like every scene. And the shark was a piece of crap that looked like crap and didn't work. So you hardly saw the shark. And it made the movie a lot scarier. Speaking of scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say this. David Prowse did an excellent job looming over everything.
0: <laughs> well, he's he's a huge imposing guy. So it wasn't too hard. Oh, it's Space Mom. (laughs) So let me tell you my first um, experience with Star Wars I remember. So we got to go back to the early 80s, and you got to realize that back in that day, when a movie had its theatrical run. And Star Wars had a bunch of them because it was so popular. I like how R2 almost runs off the rails.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> they like, had cut, cut. they had issues with that um, throughout the whole shooting. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it keep talking.
0: <laughs> and they had to keep so much stuff that Lucas was probably like, Jesus Christ. Uh,
1: yes, except that he would say it more like, well, you know, Jesus Christ. It just <laughs> seems like if we got this together. <laughs> sure, sure. Anyway, tell me about your story. R2 looks like he's going off the
0: rails. Well, just keep it. That was my Lucas impression.
1: I love how you can't see the stool.
0: Did he even need a stool? Didn't they just get a short guy? I think he's on a stool, stool. yes.
1: And then. And that's probably
0: dummy legs. It's dummy legs. It's totally dummy legs. Again, like low tech, no friggin' green screens.
1: And the quilting on that armor. I mean, mm. yeah. anyway, the first time you saw Star Wars. Yeah,
0: so back in the day when a movie finished its theatrical run, like nowadays it's literally on TV at the same time a lot of times. But back in the day, it wasn't that. And it would sometimes take years until a movie was in the theaters and then on TV, or you could rent it on video. Like Star Wars was not available. Maybe they showed it once or twice on network TV, but... You couldn't see Star Wars on TV or rent it via video till 1983. Um, Lucas, I guess, figured at that point to play ball and let it go into whatever they call it, syndication to promote Return of the Jedi at that point. And so we made a big night of it. My family, um, you know, we all were going to watch. I think it was on HBO is when it premiered on cable. And... um, do you remember? I think you're probably too young to remember those clunky ass like brown cable boxes that were like weird. Trapezoids oh yeah, no, and you had to flip I remember that. Three levels.
1: I mean, I didn't have one, but I think a friend of mine did. <laughs> oh,
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, we had that for years.
1: Okay, and... I'm serious, but like, if you have, just go back to the movie real quick. Yeah, yeah. You have lasers. I'm sorry. Why why can't you shoot something that's floating in space? Yeah, just you just know in what? case.
0: I always thought about that i mean as a kid like why why not just to be on the safe side blow up everything
1: not to get very eu on you but like there there is a bit about the the, the chargers for the for the carbines yeah okay so there's (laughs) every second and explain
0: everything i know so anyway back to the story um So, yeah, we we all gathered around to see it. I had never seen a Star Wars movie before, but I knew so much about the canon because culturally it was
1: such... Yeah, it kind of integrated culture completely. Yeah,
0: like we would play Star Wars every day, you know, outside during recess or after school. Right. And... I have a funny story about that I'll get to later. That pew pew
1: but... sound that you would make at each other with blasters, <laughs> like that was just like in our subconscious we didn't, we didn't out of nowhere.
0: We we, we like honed our like Ben Burt sound effect skills, <laughs> <laughs> made it sound as realistic as possible. Oh, that's amazing. Pew pew was for the kindergartners. Us first graders we're, were way more advanced. Anyway, so that was the first time I ever saw Star Wars. And funny story, I knew, I already knew the names Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Mm hmm. And I thought, in my six-year-old brain, I thought, Luke Skywalker, well, that's a cool name. Han Solo's kind of a dumb name. I I had seen the visuals or the pictures or whatever of Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. I think I've told you this story. And I thought, you know, Mark Hamill looked kind of like a twerpy, skinny little kid. <laughs> and, and Harrison Ford kind of looked like a badass. So I'm like, okay, well, that must be luke skywalker because oh, that's course. a cool name because they course. gave the cool looking guy the cool name <laughs> and the scrawny little asshole is han solo oh. so i'm watching the movie with my dad and they show the first scene with luke that's coming up and my dad says "Do you know who that is and i was like han solo and I, I probably at the time i probably said hand solo because han han or Han <laughs> as a name didn't make any sense to a six-year-old so i thought oh maybe in this weird universe they call people hand you know whatever
1: i mean i have read a fanfic porn where he was hand solo but um
0: (laughs) and i can't imagine the ones for luke skywalker but anyway i'm like hand solo and then he's like no that's luke skywalker and i was like no
1: oh my goodness
0: so like i thought maybe there was a mistake or like finally i was like oh oh okay
1: yeah so so you're saying that your rejection of star wars reality for your own headcanon started at the very beginning (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: Right off the bat. But it did matter because I was obsessed with this movie. Here's another funny story. So my dad had one of these old school VCRs that were like two giant silver pieces. Oh, yeah. And uh, we recorded this that night. We recorded it on videotape. And I shit you not, I kept that videotape and watched it again and again and again well into my 20s.
1: That is perfect.
0: Yeah, I was six years old when we taped it. And I kept that very same VHS because I was broke like... From my childhood on through all through college, and I could not afford to even buy. Uh, somebody eventually bought me the trilogy on VHS, and I think that's when I finally got rid of that Oh my tape, goodness. In like the year 2000 or something.
1: <laughs> I-, I would like to insert that it's less of a funny story and more of a, wow, you were really hot even then story.
0: <laughs> and it still had my six-year-old like bad handwriting on it. Of course it, it did.
1: <laughs> I was hope it was in crayon.
0: Uh, no. Did you make lightsaber
1: sounds when you wrote on it?
0: I think I tried to do some art on it, and it just looked like okay. nonsense. Okay, as
1: a kid, I'm just going to interject. I thought that that was a brontosaurus dead on the on the. Uh, well,
0: I mean, it kind of is in this universe. It's the equivalent of one.
1: Well, especially because a brontosaurus isn't real, so. But yeah, that's what it looked like to me, and I was like, "Oh, they have dinosaurs!" So you're
0: saying we're gonna have to do Jurassic Park next?
1: Oh my god, yes!
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited okay. about watching the non-special edition version of this scene.
1: It's so good. I love how they had to have him on the one flat part that they could get him on. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, you know, they, they really literally poured mud there and let it dry so yeah, that they could yeah, have a flat so they spot, could have
0: a smooth surface for him to go on. You don't notice that as a kid. You don't notice these things. Right? No, just like oh, there he is. He's he's wandering the desert for some reason.
1: <laughs> I I did even as a kid kind of have a question mark about a robot with wheels making it through the sand.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, they're they're really advanced space wheels. So uh, space wheels. <laughs> they probably have um, all kinds of different traction. And, I mean,
1: and and we uh, know now that he's got you know repulsor jets and stuff. Like, why oh, can't he? God. T- <laughs>
0: yeah he could fly oh, swim yeah mm-hmm. a submarine, but he can't handle like a little Jawa electricity blaster well, yeah, oh, he...
1: I loved that sound that little little whine when he falls over mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah, was actually yeah. sampled in a lot of uh fan made music and like uh seriously, like e d m <laughs> fan made with Star wars yeah, was I've epic heard it. with that I've
0: heard it. but you make a good point why why wasn't he just flying across the desert? looking for be <laughs> a lot faster.
1: Well, as we mentioned before, budget.
0: <laughs> well, yes, yes.
1: Had, had to have the budget that worked. And so,
0: well, here's my question, because this is where I disagree. Our first disagreement. We're going to have plenty. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think Lucas envisioned
1: R2-D2 flying. I think he came oh, up with God, that no way later. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm 100% okay. in that George Lucas retcons everything. OK, yeah. like, like he is the retcon king. Yeah, so when you tell me, like, when you
0: see the prequels, it's all the shit he wanted to do, I think that's probably like 70% true.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure there was stuff added. I mean, of course. Oh, and, sure. I, and honestly, I think yeah. that the jets were added specifically for the scene because they wanted to have, <laughs> uh, if everyone remembers the lava and the, you know, the the giant uh, crucibles and stuff that they were flying around, it was just big I'm, I'm sure it's
0: on Wikipedia somewhere that our two units all used to have that and then the Empire dictated that those get taken out or some well, ridiculous it
1: makes sense in that like if they need to get into the the spaceship of whatever it is that they're helping because astromech droids that's their whole purpose right uh-huh. um, not that again lucas had that in his head i don't <laughs> think so like there's a lot here that i am totally he, he, he didn't, he didn't nerding out over because it
0: was the eu but didn't even have vader and luke related by this point
1: I do not remember what it is. I wonder if you do. But in this scene, there is uh, robot pieces from other sci-fi series. Yeah. But I do not remember which one. I think it's this guy here. I know he's got a a protocol droid body. I thought there were pieces from the Lost in Space Ah, robot somewhere. I think you're right about that.
0: But I wasn't a huge Lost in Space fan, so I can't even tell you.
1: I love the Gonk Droids. They are obviously trash cans from the <laughs> 80s. Like, it's not even hidden. <laughs> Just It's my favorite. Well, that's what I thought. When I, even as a kid, I'm like, that's a walking trash can. That's and, all it is. and so because
0: they had no budget, and they literally were like... We have like two days to make eight thousand droids for the scene, and like someone was literally like, "The crab, grab that trash can, let's do something with it," and now
1: it's remained canon and it's still in the Star Wars universe. I mean, it's the size of a person; you can walk around yeah. in it. I mean, that's <laughs> it checks all the boxes. What's the function of a droid that looks like a trash can? What does it do? <laughs> Anyone else wonder what the other levels on a sandcrawler entail? Like, I mean, we saw the droid storage area, but there's, (laughs) there's there's a pool area. Oh, look, there are 8,000 Banthas. Right. So much better.
0: Oh God, this sucks. Combing the desert. I want more Banthas. (laughs)
1: Look, found shit. I I liked the Banthas and I wish there was more, but. Could they have just done it with more like practical effects and not CGI bullshit?
0: Uh, No, they weren't gonna. For those five seconds, Lucas wasn't gonna go out and reshoot the scene and rent, you know, five hundred elephants or something. Well, at
1: that point, he could have bought five hundred elephants with his pocket change. But I hear you.
0: I could just do it on the computer. Okay, make
1: me seriously. Even even as a teenager, I nerded out over. Do you see the rust that they painted up in here? Do you know how many hours? set designers spent on that shit like that they're the real heroes I'm just going to say
0: yes the the set designers the creature people the effects guys the editor and john williams
1: you know, ilm like literally movie. changed the special effects world for movies
0: yeah and and it only happened because they were too broke to hire special effects. Yeah. Too. They had to do it in house.
1: Well, and they also brought on all these like gung ho young people yeah. that didn't have a chance yet. Um, Cause they weren't old established. Had done
0: some work too. Oh,
1: there were veterans heading yeah. it up. But the fact that they got to do a sci-fi show, big blockbuster sci-fi show. Well, I mean, I mean, no one knew it was going to be that big. In fact, a lot
0: of the guys from 2001 A space odyssey worked on this. Yeah. And that's not surprising. I think. I want to say Alan Trumbull worked on this yeah a couple of those other guys anyone
1: anyone laughing at the fact that Luke is wearing the same outfit he was at like what was it six years old in the newest show you have to do that
0: otherwise otherwise people will be like
1: who's that kid yeah they have to has (laughs) to be the exact same who's that little kid flying the thing around (laughs) who the fuck is that oh it's it's Luke Skywalker if anyone if anyone understands it's
0: Luke Skywalker
1: (laughs) I think if any company understands the um, low uh, comprehension level that fans can have in general, I think it's Disney. I think Disney <laughs> has no faith in humanity. Not that I blame them. Yeah, if you've that's, been to that's a World. big
0: problem with a lot of the new Star Wars stuff. They really have to spoon feed it to you.
1: Yeah, Uncle Owen is a much different character now, isn't he? I mean, is he? He was always gruff and tough and No. I mean,
0: he doesn't look like a guy who fights with anybody. He's just a crusty old asshole farmer. Like there's a vague backstory that we find out that that Owen is protecting him from something, right? And that always that obviously gets filled in later, but
1: Are you talking from Obi-Wan or from Yeah, from Obi-Wan. Yeah. So spoilers, guys! Prequels, not like heavy spoilers, but spoilers. Well,
0: there's no spoilers. Just to say that Owen and Baru are in the new Obi wan series. Well, there's and a character talk change a lot for about them Owen. because, boy, are they different characters?
1: They're not really in that you can read into it, but you're right in that they were intended. <laughs>
0: They're wearing the same clothes. Yeah. They only have one outfit.
1: <laughs> oh. I remember as a kid, I thought that that R2 unit was so ugly. Like, obviously, it was the bad guy compared to R2D2. <laughs> like, you had to have parallels, right? Everyone had a good guy and a bad guy for, like, and, and to me, it was, uh, that not, was a bad Astromech. It's not bad. It's just malfunctioning. No, it's red. It's bad. We learned this. Blue is good. Red is bad. That's that's what Star Wars teaches you.
0: Well, I mean, that's kind of when you look at a political map now, that's. Oh, God. Kind of on to something there.
1: Uh, so what you're saying is Star Wars is political. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? I really like Star Wars till it start getting all political. Yeah. I really like Pink Floyd until Roger Waters started getting political. Says people, like, tell me you haven't understood Star Wars without telling me you haven't understood Star Wars. I like... haven't understood
0: anything. I, mean, I, look-
1: like how the, I like how his toy is so, like, clean and pretty for him having it since he was, like, six.
0: Well, he probably, like, polishes it every day because there's nothing else
1: to do. Polishes something. Yeah, he's
0: definitely polishing something out there in the desert. I mean, there is a big old oil bath. They had. Have you seen ever seen the deleted scene where he goes to hang out with his friends? Oh
1: God! See, I actually like that. I it was horribly acted, but that's really not Hamill's fault on that one. It was
0: horribly everything. What? It
1: was. I liked it. I mean, I liked it because I really like the background stuff and, you know, my autistic brain is super okay with things not being... Yeah, (laughs) but
0: it it paints Luke as a different character. It paints him almost as like the The protagonist of the '80s movies, where like the bully, he has to like ski against the bully or something.
1: Oh yeah, that, that's exactly how Lucas was doing him. Like that was the point.
0: Well, I mean, the, the
1: only this is the point we're going to bring up over and over again, and I know we will. Is that this movie is only as good as it is because they did not have the budget to do what Lucas really wanted?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, well, as we were saying before, I think that's mostly true. And the the red letter media guys say that talk about that explicitly. I'm not going to reference them much.
1: Okay. Anyone else impressed with R two D two's on the fly editing skills for that video? Like,
0: I thought he was just malfunctioning.
1: Oh come on! We find out later that he absolutely wasn't. He was trying to find a way to get to Obi Wan. So,
0: and he just had to show him a piece of it.
1: Well, he was. Yeah, he was trying his best to get himself to Obi Wan, and. This was his way of doing it. I mean, come on, R two hasn't been memory wiped, and that is canon. He has not been yeah, memory well, wiped. Obi- like... One
0: gets his memory wiped too because he doesn't remember R two D two.
1: Well, I mean, there's a bunch of astromechs, and you know they they look like that. He said he
0: never even owned one. Everybody had droids in the prequels.
1: Um, technically, I'm sure someone is going to correct me, but I am not certain that even in Clone Wars he had an astromech droid of him of his own. I'm All pretty right. sure he did not. All right, I I don't know. Uh, maybe it was in episode two on Geonosis. He had a ship. But was it his astromech or was it even his ship? So was I think it R two?
0: I don't even remember.
1: Uh, oh, it might have been. It was R two, wasn't it? It was R two. <laughs> so no, so because Anakin owns R two, and he does throughout all of Clone Wars and everything. So yeah. everyone hasn't.
0: This is that's one thing I really didn't like about the prequels and some of the new stuff, like. I just didn't think those characters have different droids. Like they figured that out in episode 789. Like they I mean you see them for a little bit I guess. Oh no, I guess our no C-3PO's all over that fucking last episode, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's there. He's there. Well, they get into the more different, like, droids for different people and different characters in, uh, like, Clone Wars and such. Like, the cartoon ones are... Well,
0: that's fine. I just thought for the movies it would have been cool to have different new droids. You know, droids are interesting, and but they decided these characters were too crucial. They, we got to figure out to have them in everything all the time.
1: Well, I mean, this is literally the the, you know, comedy duo of the movie.
0: That's true. But Leia didn't give a shit that it was specifically r2d2 she's just like oh, here's a droid here i'm programming you to go do this thing
1: well i mean we don't know that mm. well i mean she does refer to him as the, as, as this, an astronaut in the, uh, unit yeah <laughs>
0: she doesn't say r2d2 your old droid you remember <laughs> that you uh, went to geonosis with you remember that that helped rescue padme
1: oh and there's the roof that owen never finished <laughs>
0: Um, oh I thought it, I thought that was just supposed to be like a mural no
1: they actually mention it in oh god was it it's early on it's like in episode three which means
0: which means, two? The, which means the set team didn't have time to finish it and they just no. had to shoot it
1: yeah <laughs> or awesome. they or they wanted to or they only whitewashed it so, fi- so high up because you know um, you don't really need it past that I guess but you they know? actually talk about he. he says oh I'll get to it later like I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this roof and then like here we find out Forever later, oh, I don't he's never, that. Oh, it's a tiny little piece. I thought. Anyway, it was funny. can we
0: talk about Owen and Brew for a second as they're depicted in the Obi wan show?
1: Oh my god! Fucking badass
0: farmer ninjas.
1: I I very much um, enjoyed that part. The only part that was I, I, unbelievable
0: I loved it and hated it.
1: Well, yes, exactly. The, the the main part that was unbelievable to me was that Baru was like, "We are not going to be a burden on anybody else." I'm like, mm-hmm. Like, because that's the thought of somebody who lives in the middle of nowhere and (laughs) relies on their neighbors for their very survival. But all right, you know, we'll just swing with it. Why not?
0: But it turns out like they're pretty badass fighters, and I guess you you figure like if you live on Tatooine or you have to be. I I don't know. I I just, I just like the idea that they were some. Sort of random family of farmers that agreed to do this thing because they're 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 sympathetic to the cause, but they're not
1: warriors, right? Well, they kind of make it clear that Owen and Beru really weren't warriors in the Obi Wan show. They were they were pretty badass. They well, the same type of badass that you would get from a farmer, um, you know, okay, shooting shooting fair. animals off your field <laughs> yeah. or defending your cows or something. They well, can do that, but yeah. every time they got even close to Reva, it was. You know, she she definitely yeah had the do you better feel of it.
0: About um, basically, a different spelling, but having your namesake. Oh my show.
1: god! So I I got so happy. I actually dissociated from <laughs> that feeling. Um, you, oh, you've been playing
0: it off with me because you're always just like very casual.
1: Yeah, because I don't want to be all like, oh my god, I'm a Sith. <laughs> I'm also a Jedi, but like, I'm a Sith and I'm also yeah, a Jedi. Yeah, we haven't met <laughs> Travis in the Star Wars universe
0: yet. It's not a very Star Warsy name, unfortunately.
1: Oh, well, you know, maybe we should petition to have that written in.
0: Uh, can I just say as a little kid, I thought the two sons thing was so fucking cool.
1: Absolutely. Did I finish telling my story? Yeah, I, think I guess so, I did. Yeah.
0: And then I saw Return of the Jedi. There's a Return of the Jedi story, but I saw that a few weeks later. And my parents kinda of hated it and I didn't quite understand why at the time, and now I kinda of do.
1: They hated Star Wars?
0: No, they loved oh, good. the first two. Especially my dad. And they they were groaning through a lot of Return of the Jedi, the way I groaned uh, through a lot of Star Wars stuff. That when it gets done. <laughs> because that's when that's when it started to go off the rails a little bit, when Lucas started to
1: Have a little bit more control, I know.
0: Yeah, and had too many ideas.
1: Absolutely that.
0: That's a cool looking droid. Whatever the hell that was.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different droids in here. You just don't, they just don't get a lot of screen time. Yeah, but they definitely use them as set dressing for like almost everything. Sure.
0: That that design looks very much like a, um, the what was I going to say? The spaceships from Close Encounters. The, their little house at night. Oh, absolutely. So this is actually a hotel in Tunisia. No yeah. Like that's why it's got all the different doors and stuff. Okay.
1: And then this is just a set. Oh uh, yeah, this still is a really set.
0: cool. And Baru's voice is dubbed
1: Okay, that is a little fact why I didn't know.
0: Yeah, because this actress had like a really deep voice apparently and they didn't like it so they had somebody dub it. And she also had like a thick British accent. They used a lot of British, you'll notice. The, I think the reason that the um Imperials are British mm-hmm. is only because they could only hire British talent as part of the deal for shooting a lot of it in Britain.
1: I didn't know about that. Yeah.
0: All the um all the Death Star stuff is all on a giant soundstage in England. And well, no to like work with the unions and the government over there or whatever, they had to hire X amount of British talent to be in the movie. And I think they cast all the Imperials later, and so they could only do British guys. So that's why they're all British.
1: Oh, that makes perfect sense. And I think, and then
0: Lucas was later like, "Oh, wait a minute, yeah, it's like the uh, the American Revolution. Yeah, that's why I made them British uh-huh. because they're like the they're like the colonizers." I thought
1: it was supposed to be like the Vietnam War.
0: No, that's that's um, Return of the Jedi. Oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah. That's why they're British. I thought of that.
1: Like, I hate the fact that they put this on, like, actual animals, but at the same time, the design for the Banthas, I loved as a kid. Their mouths always fascinated me.
0: So, let me ask you this. I I, I know the answer to this, but in the Book of Boba Fett, where they flesh out the sand people as not just, like, mindless desert monsters, Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed that. And they didn't go too far with it. They didn't have, like, a sand person take off his mask and... It's like Say something in English. Oh,
1: I absolutely like the fact that they, did, they kept the mask. But I you think know that was they're important. take the mask off eventually. No. No, yes. they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No. Yes. Disagree. <laughs> I will totally put money that they are absolutely not going to do that.
0: Well, because it probably says on Wikipedia that if they take their mask off, they'll die or something. Or Could
1: be. I mean, the, I used to know. Or... As a little kid, I was obsessed with the sand people. Okay, and I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I understand that he's making the cry at Dragon Yell, and that's why it's so terrifying. Well, he's doing but... it
0: in their heads. He's not doing it out loud.
1: I thought he actually made the, the call. It no. wasn't just in their heads. I'm pretty certain. I think he I think he instilled fear in them with the Force, but that he made the call.
0: I think it's open to interpretation, but I always thought I it think was, it's in he the was book. making them hear it in, in their I think heads. it's in
1: the actual book version of A New Hope. Okay. I mean, I'd have to Google that, but... I have, it's been a long time since I read it. Oh, oh my God. And there it is. My very first crush on TV ever. Well, I was probably like, yeah, I don't know, five. And I thought Alec Guinness was the most beautiful man I'd ever on. Can, can
0: I dispel a myth about him? There, There's all this stuff out there about how he, he hated this movie and he hated doing this movie. None of that is true. He thought the movie was going to bomb, as did everybody, including George Lucas. He thought no one was going to see it, and he thought it was ultimately going to be a waste of time. So did Mark Hamill. So did Carrie Fisher. So did Harrison Ford. So did almost everybody that worked on this, because it was so over budget. It was a weird science fiction movie. Alec Guinness never hated doing Star Wars. In fact, he's—I mean, even before he started getting these giant checks, residual checks—he talked about how he really enjoyed doing it, and, and I believe him. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, I know that he enjoyed doing the movie and that the sheer hatred he had for Star Wars was overblown and done by the media. Yeah. But it's not untrue that he came forward and was very frustrated with the fact that he'd done so much in his career and, then, and what he was going to die being known as was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he said that straight up in an interview. Yeah. And
0: but I hope he realized that for a certain generation. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, at, in the 80s, we, there weren't a bunch of kids watching Bridge of the River Kwai. You know, actually I did, but (laughs) (laughs) most kids, not so much.
1: Well, and he's also, remember right here where he says, I don't remember owning Droid. He's still trying to hide from Luke exactly what's going on. Okay. You know what? I can buy that. Because he hasn't seen the the thing from, you know, Leia Organa and he hasn't given the lightsaber to him. Like, this is still a, I don't know what's going on.
0: I'm sure that's not what they intended at the time, but I can... Absolutely buy that. that. That makes a little bit of sense. Now, what I was going to say is the one thing Lucas did right and I can't fault him for is having you and McGregor play the young version of Obi-Wan. Oh,
1: the best casting that ever existed by far.
0: Yeah. And, and the way he's aging now, it's just like it looks perfect. And granted, he's a much he's actually Obi-Wan Kenobi now. He was a nightmare of a character in most of the prequels. I know you'll argue with me on that. I,
1: hmm. I won't say he was a nightmare of a character. In fact, I thought uh, Ewan McGregor brought what little life there was in those films to his, his role. I thought it was amazing. At the same time, I get it. Like, he was directed badly. He was written yeah. badly. But... you didn't do very much
0: interesting.
1: Uh, Ewan McGregor really embodied the... like emoted well through the character he did the best he could well you know he's a phenomenal actor and also I believe an operatically trained singer
0: oh yeah he sings and dances and does everything just like Hugh Jackman
1: okay now that's a movie I would see Ewan McGregor and Hugh Jackman doing well just anything
0: Mm mm-hmm so, I thought the Obi-Wan show, and you know, talking about that because it's current, did a good job of wrapping things around nicely, with uh, especially with Obi-Wan talking about Anakin slash Vader.
1: Yeah, I felt like they really kind of sewed it up.
0: Much better than than every other movie has done.
1: Oh, by far. Okay, anyone else think that Anthony Daniels, poor poor guy, like... Can you imagine how horrific it was to be in that suit? And whenever he would have to be still or not have a line, but he still had to be in the shot, that has got to have sucked.
0: Well, you know, he sure is proud of it.
1: <laughs> well, at this point now, those those checks are sure are nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like and doing Comic Con appearances and such. So
0: that may not be Anthony Daniels there. They may have just had the.
1: You think it's just the suit with like something suit. in it? Yeah. Okay, that could very well be because I do know that while he was filming in in, in Uh, these scenes here he was literally having to like hydrate like mad and he was dying
0: yeah he was dying and like the things were breaking and like cutting into his flesh and yeah it was a nightmare it was a nightmare for everybody (laughs) it was a terrible terrible shoot
1: yeah everyone was freaking miserable
0: so yeah what I was saying before Aunt and Beru's house is an actual hotel the inside of it is a hotel in Tunisia and it's now so freaking popular it's like there's like a three year waiting list no shit
1: yeah to stay in the Star Wars hotel. That At least is... the
0: last time I checked. I, I don't know if it's still...
1: Are they still using it as a place to shoot, or do you think they built replicas for like Obi-Wan and um, such? I
0: think politically it's gotten trickier to shoot in Tunisia last I read. And okay. They don't do it much there anymore.
1: Oh, well, that's too bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that one, one little minor side name changed everything like that's where we got clones from there's a clone wars we got to have clones how are we doing the clones i don't know (laughs) but you remember that one that one bad guy that had like two lines like what if we make his dad (laughs) Like, who who was sitting on the round table for this look
0: he looks over at r2 obi-wan like he wouldn't do that if he knew r2d2 anyway Uh, How come Leia forgot about all those awesome adventures they had on all those different planets? Or she thought thought that it was going to
1: get intercepted, and she's still following the whole, like, no one can know. No one can know what? That they know each other. Obi-Wan, like, establishes that at the end of the the new series. Talking to Leia.
0: Oh, yeah, when he has the throwaway line, you have to pretend we don't know each other. But
1: I will say that if a kid has been doing that their entire life, they're not going to just stop doing that. Like, it becomes part of how you talk about something.
0: Okay. it's it's a nitpick. It's not that bad. It's just kind of funny.
1: Oh, you can absolutely not like it. Like for me, I spent my whole life making sense of Star Wars. (laughs) I I wrote fan fiction to make sense of Star Wars.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. I guess I'll start bitching about the trilogy now. You absolutely should. I would have done it very different from George. In fact, let me tell you another story from my childhood. I don't know how this kid knew this. Maybe she saw a TV special or read it somewhere. But a bunch of us kid, neighborhood kids, were hanging out, and one of these girls who like babysits us, who was in like in her teens, and I was like seven, and my sister was like four or five. We're all just hanging around talking about Star Wars because literally that it consumed my generation. And she's like, "When you're my age, there's going to be three more movies, and it's going to be about how." luke and leia were kids growing up and when obi-wan was young and all this stuff and you know she was talking about what eventually would be the prequels and i didn't know they were plans for it even back then but or maybe she was just pulling it out of her ass and you know she's a psychic now who knows (laughs) but anyway i remember her saying that and then it that stuck with me because this is this is how i would have done the prequels actually let, let me pause on that is this a gravitron
1: I have no idea.
0: You've been on the Gravitron, right? Yes. Doesn't it look exactly it, like it the Gravitron? It does.
1: It looks... Va- I had never thought of that.
0: I always thought, and I don't think this is the case because I've read about how they built the set, that they took an old Gravitron and painted everything black.
1: That's very possible, actually. I mean, you did say this was all filmed on a giant set, but... Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they used like, old Doctor Who things to build out the sets depending on the soundstage they were at.
0: It's a cool looking table though.
1: I like how they have the round table. Like you find out later how incredibly, you know, dictator, the empire is like, it's an emperor, right. In charge of everything. But they, I remember when I was watching this as a kid, I was surprised. Like, so Vader has a boss, first of all, with Tarkin. And then several bosses. I think this guy's technically above him. That's why he's talking shit to him. yeah it's like he's adjacent but he's not part of the power structure or something yeah um, this
0: guy's like a major general and Darth Vader doesn't have like an official um, like mil- like hierarchical position he's like a spiritual leader
1: right he's on the side
0: and not everybody believes as this poor as guy this poor guy, <laughs> this poor guy yeah. an atheist <laughs>
1: and then you have the force atheist how dare he T- Tarkin was like one of my favorite villains ever I loved Peter Cushing he has, is great. It's not just the look, it's the gravity gravitas that he brought to the character. like it was just this character could have been just a one-sided you know flat characterization of like a Nazi and he, he did more with it. It wasn't a lot more, but he did a little more with it. He seemed interesting.
0: Yeah I mean that's another point how different the old Imperials are from like the uh, first order who's always yelling and screaming and
1: oh God, don't get impatient. me started on the first order. I was so pissed off.
0: Okay. So so back to what I was saying about how I would have done the prequels. Yes. I would have made episode three, what's essentially episode three, episode one. Um, Because I always thought it was weird when I heard about what the prequels were going to be that it was going to be three movies about Anakin Skywalker turning into Darth Vader. Um, I was like, Darth Vader is just kind of a, almost a, I mean, I guess he was very much more important in Return of the Jedi, but he wasn't the most important character. Like, why would you make the three movies just about him? And they're not just about him, but that's the central story.
1: It pretty much is. It's the Anakin show. Yeah.
0: So I would have made... um, I would have made... Okay, so you have a theory about
1: this. I do have a theory about this, but only because I was a big fan of how they portrayed Owen and Beru in Obi-Wan. And (laughs) I... And I personally believe, linking back to the comment you just heard a few minutes ago about only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise, like oh, yeah, right. I mean, in this movie are they though? So like are those is that is that Owen and Baru? Is it? Yes. Or are there two stormtroopers that like just missed hit each other? They both fell into like whatever, their version of a fireplace. And that's what did it it's all. Good. Like if they weren't even planning armor? to burn. It. I mean they took the armor off because they were on fire and it was hot. <laughs> I don't think it's very easy To take the armor off Nobody
0: ever does I, unless, unless it's convenient
1: I mean, it I mean Luke, Luke pulls off that helmet pretty quick Well no you can pull off your
0: helmet quickly But the rest of it
1: See so okay much. you're right So they had they had second rate chin straps With the Rebel Alliance But here here are the Imperial issued chin straps <laughs> <laughs> They're black so you know they're better
0: They're still the same uh, junior high football chin straps But that's <laughs> just painted black
1: Oh, I'm not going to lie. The uh, interrogator droid definitely freaked me out as a kid. Has that ever come back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, mm. you see it. In, oh, well, I guess you just don't watch the, the EU stuff. So like the Clone Wars. And no, stuff. has
0: it come back in any of the shows or movies?
1: I think so. I want to say maybe. I don't know. I know it's in the video games.
0: That's pretty dark right there. Using all the. Jawa hides as firewood.
1: I, that's not what they're doing. They're burning the bodies. That's their way of burying. Like if you, especially in a desert area, if you buried something out there, it would just fossilize. It would. It would, you know, not rot. There's not enough moisture. Yeah. Okay, but seriously, Mark Hamill's skin. Can we just pause for a minute? Like that is some TikTok level highlighter glow
0: which makes it really sad that he fucked his face up in a car accident okay empire
1: he's just as beautiful after and his skin is still really nice like he just got the big old scar
0: yeah but he is a scrawny a scrawny twerp in this movie you gotta admit that excellently done matte painting painting, yes beautiful
1: gorgeous 10 out of 10 no cgi needed
0: could not tell when i was a kid
1: no this reminded me a lot of dune too which i think about the time that i was super obsessed with this in my early early teens there's there's a lot of parallels oh god this is so much better
0: yeah there's no green blob walking across the screen yeah fuck
1: i love this so much more well they they replaced the The droid with that yeah
0: but that yellow droid doesn't block the whole screen
1: I mean, boy, has Obi-Wan learned some finesse when it comes to that, huh? <laughs> oh, man, See, in the is, great 70s the... fashion.
0: Okay, that looks pretty bad. <laughs> under <laughs> the speeder.
1: That so was basically Vaseline <laughs> on the lens. I mean, mirrors <laughs> under it and some yeah. Vaseline on the lens. But, hey, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take practical effects.
0: No, no, no. I like, will, yeah, yeah, I accept it. It's
1: gorgeous. Oh man! Without all the CGI bullshit, I can actually see all the cool shit that they I made know, in the background. See, I
0: can watch Star Wars again.
1: Oh That's my! Weird. <laughs> I was that a remnant?
0: That was, no, that was okay. I'll explain it later. But they had to take some frames from the special edition and like do weird things to them to make them look. Oh. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. okay this was my favorite as a kid i was so into these weird side characters and there is nothing better than reading
0: cgi'd out was was it that no it wasn't that guy it was like somebody in a bad halloween mask
1: wait really
0: yeah i'll know it when i see it i don't think it was werewolf fan there
1: (laughs) though that one's pretty bad not gonna lie
0: Oh yeah, at some point you might hear our dog This
1: Devorians. Oh my gosh. Getting to read about them food. in the extended universe. Oh,
0: yeah, that now exists because they looked in the prop closet and they found a Satan outfit and they said, no, Oh, yeah, this will work. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know what? It does. It does.
0: <laughs> I guess it does. That's another dubbed voice. Oh. That guy was like a Cockney British guy
1: interesting
0: yeah I think it would have been better to have a grumpy cockney British bartender but
1: oh I completely agree with that
0: they dubbed it when you think about it that voice doesn't really match that face
1: I wonder if that's a pan-galactic gargle blaster that he just ordered considering (laughs) they don't say the name of anything he just goes that
0: so that's the guy I think they CGI'd out oh that's
1: that's wolfman yeah I, No I think he was still there And there's an Athorian. Like come on That is a cool character design For a alien Like
0: No it's a great design yeah. So yeah You might hear a dog Chomping food Or slurping up water Because this is very Professional uh, Hey look it's butt chin Yeah <laughs> and a sidekick
1: okay but seriously I'm just gonna put it out there that the best thing that ever came out of this movie was uh, Seth Green's Robot Chicken episode that features (laughs) these
0: guys (laughs) (laughs) it goes into depth on these guys oh don't worry they'll have their own Netflix series soon
1: I would enjoy that okay i will say after how long of hiding in the desert and and he pulls out his lightsaber like it ain't no big
0: Mm -hmm. well we've now established that he's gotten back into doing jedi things and he's probably practicing with it he's got his remote you know
1: i don't smoke hookah often but i would kill to have a replica of what he was just using so sci-fi Oh, wow, this looks so much better.
0: Yeah, this is another frame they had to do some weird stuff to. Still better. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Return of the Jedi without the fucking Looney Tunes shit they did in Jabba's Palace.
1: Oh, you didn't like that? So they actually still kept some practical effects for that. I mean, uh, sliced noodles was really badly done, but (laughs) I really liked the uh, female Rodian. Like, Mm -hmm. that made me happy. Her outfit was killer. Which is a unit of distance, not yeah, time. Yeah, we
0: know, we know. fucked that up badly. I mean... So do you know about how they found Peter Mayhew?
1: No, I haven't heard this one.
0: He was not an actor in any way, shape, or form. Um, they needed a really, really tall guy to be Chewbacca, and they, they put out a, an ad in the London Papers for a really, really tall guy to be in this movie. And... Um, Peter Mayhew was an orderly at a hospital. That means like a not quite a nurse, but like Right. I don't know like what a nurse's assistant. Yeah, yeah. Like an assistant. Um, a seven foot three hospital orderly. And he's like, What the hell, yeah, I'll be in a movie. And apparently Lucas walked in the room, saw him, and said, Okay, you got the part.
1: Wow, so sheer sheer height there.
0: Sheer height and he made a career out of it. And unfortunately turned into a real asshole, apparently, you tell me.
1: Um. So, again, I was had kind had of health problems, had so a health had. I want to was... caveat that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had a lot of health problems. He was in continuous pain. Yeah. But I will say that was the very first time where I had the kind of rose-colored glasses taken off. I'd met several celebrities, kind of, sort of. But first time that I had somebody that I really liked and looked up to um, disappoint me. But... wasn't something i ever like interacted with him but i got to see him interact with a lot of staff at conventions and he (laughs) was not very nice
0: that's a bad monster over there that's really bad
1: okay they had him earlier too (laughs) well
0: you've heard the guys talk about putting the scene together right they literally grabbed whatever they had
1: oh yeah and then they would just throw some paint on it or stick some hair on it or something to make it look a little (laughs) different i mean hey ingenuity and that's a woman
0: I knew that. I knew that. Every time you see like a small or slender alien or bad guy, it's a woman.
1: Here comes the famous scene. Oh,
0: yeah! He's not going to move! He's not going to shoot first! I haven't seen him not shoot first in like 20 years. (laughs) You at home watching are probably going to have to see him shoot first, unfortunately.
1: Gosh, Harrison Ford was so suave
0: Yeah, yeah And he had his way with Carrie Fisher Oh, was really
1: yeah, let's get into that Horribleness
0: That's what he said
1: Oh, jeez
0: <laughs> Look, he didn't awkwardly move yep. to the side
1: Nope, exactly <laughs> Oh, God. So much so better. I'm sorry, but... but Han Solo is definitely the character that would shoot first. Like, right. and, why and
0: wouldn't I, he? When I watched this as a six-year-old, I wasn't thinking like, I, I would like, oh, he's a bad guy. I was thinking like, oh, wow, that's pretty rough. <laughs> but okay, he had to do it. I get it.
1: Oh, He was, he was a cowboy, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, yeah. what they were playing. Yeah. The mind probe. I was always wondering, like, wait, how did it get into her mind? <laughs> it was so big.
0: They probably filmed a really terrible scene and didn't put it in. Or rehearsed it and didn't even record it. Look, he seems concerned there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I can see that. It's Like, well, what are you, ta- you going to do? You, like, I, I mean, I guess Lucas couldn't have known this, but do you think Vader knew that leia was okay
1: seriously though in this scene how do they know it's locked when they're just knocking on the door
0: Uh, yeah i thought they were looking at a little button or something
1: but how how, why would he tap then
0: maybe if you tap it's supposed to open automatically maybe yeah that's what i always
1: thought what they're doing
0: or maybe one of them pressed the button and nothing happened
1: oh look at you retrofitting yeah
0: So what were we talking about?
1: Sorry, I'm distracted by the crowd, the epic, (laughs) epic crowd. Oh, my God. I have forgotten how good all the outfits were.
0: They used an an unused scene from these sets and hallways for uh, the holiday special. Really? Yeah. One of the very few clever things they did, they had this little infomercial for a TV show called Life on Tatooine see what life is like in the outer rim. And they have like...
1: How do I not remember around. that?
0: And it's like, that's actually pretty clever. That's one of the few clever things they did in it. We'll get to all this. Oh,
1: God, yes. Soon. Okay, F- fuck. Finally, no CGI j- Java. Like, <laughs> oh. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. Him being just some random dude, it was better that he was a hut. But could we have please have had a practical effect or two? Like, why... Why do we have this horribly CGI'd slug?
0: <laughs> so why do these guys have the orange shoulder pad
1: thing? Because they are sand troopers. Oh. Because before the New Order and all that, we actually had a uh, different type of trooper for every single piece of terrain. They were specialists. Which that was the... Point, why they talk about them being incredible marksmen okay. and why they, they like retro. <laughs> uh,
0: they, oh, I'm sure they were supposed to be marksmen, but you have to have exciting shootouts and you can't have them kill oh, so pretty. your main characters.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. And later on, whenever people, they were like, oh, well, they, they, they were purposefully missing because yeah. they were instructed to miss. Um, No. Like, well, I mean, sure. That's believable, at least. Because they are supposed to be crack troopers. Like, they're supposed to be insanely good at what they do.
0: Yeah, they are. And I always thought Finn's character was a little weird.
1: Well, that's obviously because Finn was meant to be one type of character. And then Disney was like, no, 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 we cannot have any of that shit.
0: No, he's got to be comic relief. Mm Mm-hmm. So your escaped stormtrooper is comic relief. Good job guys.
1: Yeah. Disney is about,
0: is great. It's nothing new with job. Boyega. He is awesome.
1: No, he's fantastic. But, d- but Disney is... is definitely about as woke and caring as, um, the, uh, lowest dollar amount that they can. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there, so we still have to
0: watch that movie, the soldier with Kurt Russell. Yeah. But if any of you have seen that, that's what Finn should have been. would have been a much more interesting character. Why'd they stop moving before they made the jump to light speed? They completely stopped moving in space. No, no.
1: They didn't, though. And that's one thing that I did like about this, is by using a matte painting or with like lights behind it and stuff, stars are so far away, they are not going to move when they move like that. They're going to look like they're they are stationary, unless you're going light speed or warp speed or I don't care what sci-fi you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that made perfect sense. The thing that didn't make sense is the sound of the engines.
0: So, back what I was asking before, so do you think Darth Vader knows that's his daughter at this point?
1: No. No. See,
0: I, I always thought in Return of the Jedi, when he goes, so you have a twin sister, it's not that Vader is learning that for the first time, it's that he knows Luke knows it for the first time.
1: No, no. But
0: that always made more sense to me.
1: I mean, sure, but it doesn't make sense to the to the universe. Well,
0: why, why? He's right there. Why would not he sense, like, oh, wow, it feels well, like we're remote. Well, remember,
1: we, we talked well. That's because Anakin is such a f- f- stuck-in-his-head idiot. Like, I talked to you about that. Like, Anakin is just a hard-headed personality, and so once he's decided something's true, it doesn't... All the evidence in the world could not convince him otherwise. And they play him like that. In episodes one, two, and three, especially.
0: Yeah, I guess... And besides, Lucas didn't know these were people were going to be all re- related. Well, of course point. not. No, this is all retcon. So there's a Dantooine and a Tatooine. Is Dantooine supposed to be like sister planet or something?
1: Dantooine? Um, no, it's not. A, it's not a sister planet at all.
0: It just happens to sound a lot like tattooing
1: well that's the thing is that when it comes to naming tropes i will give lucas this when it comes to naming tropes if something's in a language it's going to repeat itself right so if you call something like we what we do if something's a, a river it would have a certain you know okay, suffix to okay, it
0: okay i guess i can buy
1: that so you have don to in and task fine
0: that explosion looked fine
1: sure if you you know don't understand space physics but no you're right like it it's just fine it didn't need to be fixed it didn't need to have that corona you wouldn't
0: hear an explosion in space but um, audience will never accept that
1: this is the very first tummy ache of all of Star Wars and I think that Alec Gannis pulls it off pretty well
0: Yeah, I could just see like the Lucas direction, like (laughs) happening there.
1: Anyone else notice that the lightsaber in this movie, specifically all of them, are so much thinner in Blade than the other movies?
0: Yes, I thought they looked better here too. They're not rounded sword, not like a cutlass.
1: Well, I'm sure he changed the. uh, I'm I'm sure they were using swords. In fact, they were using
0: awesome at the time.
1: No, this was super awesome. I mean, the the technology to create it is old. It's stop motion. But, right? Yeah, stop motion. Yeah. But the overlay that they did. I
0: know. It's pretty cool. So why does Han Solo have an official Jedi training tool on the Millennium Falcon?
1: Exactly. I hated that about, what was that, episode three? It's episode two like, where they have was it the two? little
0: kids... In their arena with their lightsabers. I just I hated that because
1: exactly. Why would they have that?
0: Because it's nostalgia. Hey, remember the ball?
1: Well, I mean, what if Obi-Wan brought it on the ship? In his luggage?
0: Yeah, I guess that's possible. I always just assumed Han had it on his oh, ship. Oh, I did
1: too. But, you know, okay, they that's... don't really say. Oh, and you finally get yellow bolts for stun, which that's... In any other show going on for Star Wars, it's almost all red or green, and that's it. Sometimes blue, but not yellow.
0: Look at all the extra pillows Han has up there. Where? You
1: didn't see it? No, I didn't see it. Hopefully it switches back. (laughs) I want to see throw pillows on the Millennium Falcon.
0: No, they're like bed pillows that he has all up on the wall for some reason. Well, to be
1: fair, he does transport people see oh yeah yeah he has he's got like sleep kits oh look there's one of the bunk beds up there yeah. oh the design for the interior so look, on look this i was i see that or it's supposed to be stuff maybe yeah yeah like bags or yeah something.
0: it looks like pillows
1: it does the design for the interior of the millennium falcon just enamored me as a kid I felt to this day enamors me. I loved that it was broken and dirty and used. It mm-hmm. it felt so real. Like this was a world I could walk into and it would like exist just as much as the world I'm in now.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the things that were so charming about it. And why the, you know, the prequels kind of were dead.
1: Yeah, it did not feel like something I, it was I could too shiny and
0: new and i know it was supposed to be because the old republic that's how things were
1: well i mean yes and no i mean things still would have been used for long periods of time and so they would be maybe not dirty but they would be like
0: the royals and the really important people like you know this is all clean
1: but you're absolutely correct that the prequels like were way too shiny the only part of it that i thought was actually even halfway realistic was naboo which was of course supposed to be pretty and perfect looking
0: yeah I guess it's not a Gravitron. It'd be way too big. It just happens to look exactly like one.
1: Doctor Who, anyone?
0: You ever seen the the behind-the-scenes footage of this scene?
1: No, I haven't.
0: There's people with ropes just shaking them. And oh it's just pulling on just it looking at a blank wall not even a green screen just a blank wall well yeah oh but they're not being pulled right there
1: that makes sense yeah that's that i want to be i want to be the guy that pulled the ropes on the millennium falcon <laughs> like put that on my epitaph
0: that's what they did that's how they, there, there they go again nice. <laughs> them up. that's amazing it is but again this is like this is a movie held together with paper clips and Scotch tape. But
1: this cockpit, I love this, co- and I love the fact that in Disney you can go and sit yeah. in this freaking cockpit. But it's too nice
0: now. It's like the one at Disney. It's, it's, it's a little. It's as cleaner. As this one. Yeah, it does have the blue buttons. I remember those. But
1: no, it has all of it. I was on that side. You were on the other side. I was okay. on the side that Hans on, and it had all of that. Yeah. It was, it was exact as I could see. I've never sat in the front, though, so I don't know if the, the front of the cockpit's exact.
0: Okay, look, as a kid, I just thought the Death Star was so fucking cool.
1: Really? Yes. This, this planet thingy that shot lasers? I mean, <laughs> I like the laser part of it.
0: I loved everything about it. Look how like giant it is. And then when you see... The Millennium Falcon going into one of the bays in the middle. How tiny it is in comparison.
1: Yeah, it really makes the uh, blowing up of it um, <laughs> a little bit different in concept. I mean, it's not a oh, we're destroying a weapon. It's hey, we're gonna kill off how many millions of people right? <laughs> inside here.
0: Right? It's a uh, floating city for it, fuck's sake.
1: It's bigger than a city. That's like a small moon. That's that's a that's several cities. It's
0: supposed to be, I think, fifty miles across. Is what somebody said. Right, but
1: that's just the, that's just the, the radius. It looks so good. It does. I mean, this is why the Lego sets sell so well, is because the design of the, um, the original backgrounds were so detailed. Now, I don't remember who did the design on a lot of this for like I the map painting. Well,
0: you know, it was Ralph McQuarrie's original designs mostly.
1: well, I know he did all of the characters. Did he do also the Yeah, bat- he did okay. most
0: of all of this stuff.
1: I was obsessed with his art.
0: And a lot of this looks like 2001.
1: Oh, well, I mean, you know, if it's not broke.
0: Uh, what was it? It's not Alan Trumbull. It might be Dennis Trumbull. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he worked on this. He also worked on 2001. And it was a lot of his work. But this is all a huge soundstage. Like the biggest in the world.
1: Oh, they would need it to make it look like this. Yeah. I get the matte paintings, but... Yeah,
0: you can see some matte paintings, but it's blended in pretty seamless for the time.
1: Oh, it looks amazing.
0: It does. I mean, they had to fit the whole model of the Millennium Falcon in here.
1: Oh, so they built a full scale one? I thought they only had pieces of it built.
0: Um, No, I don't know if it was a full one, but even a, a piece of it...
1: Yeah, I'd like the front angle of it or mm-hmm. something.
0: No, they didn't. They didn't shoot whatever they didn't have to. So, does he is he sensing Obi Wan or is he sensing Luke? He's got to be. sensing Oh, he's Obi-Wan.
1: sensing Obi Wan. He hasn't sensed Luke before, so how could he? Well, he's
0: been on Tatooine.
1: That uh, doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, you're right. He's,
1: he's got. I'm sorry. Like the character of Anakin's pretty well established as being a, a narcissistic idiot. So. Yeah,
0: but he's still. The most force sensitive person that's ever lived.
1: Well, except for, and, and I know, I know they retcon everything the <laughs> idea of the Midi Chlorians, which, by the way, is horrible, but. Um, because of that, then the more that he lost pieces of his body and became a cyborg, the less force sensitive he was. That
0: doesn't really
1: make much it, sense. It does because the midi are only in things that are alive, so like organic they're matter. are
0: like concentrated in one spot. Or...
1: They, no, like they're in. you just
0: have the. the... They're like, in
1: all of your cells, and so if you lose those cells, you lose the midi chlorians. Like
0: doesn't make any sense. If you have a leg amputated, you're not going to have less liver enzymes.
1: No, but you'll, you would have less fat cells. You would have less muscle cells. You would have less skin cells. You would have less, you know, all okay. those are gone. Okay. Yeah. So all right. the right. idea here is that he has slowly lost so more and more so of himself. So why aren't
0: like giant tall people or obese people like the, the best?
1: Well, then you also have to have the ability to communicate <laughs> to the midichlorians. It's not, it's not just the amount of midichlorians, though the more midichlorians you have, the more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
0: Oh, good old TK421. It's good to know so that sideburns good. were
1: still in style in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, evidently that was a, a military... 1977
0: um, sideburns. Those are those are military-issue sideburns. Yeah. He's pointing at a sideburns. He's like, you have these fucking sideburns.
1: You should trim them off.
0: <laughs> have,
1: you, have you seen your sideburns?
0: Oh, we're about to get to the scene where the stormtrooper bumps his head.
1: Oh, God, Yes which was proof for so long that they were just idiots and not actually missing, which in reality was just bad costume design.
0: Well, yeah, it's like everything else, A tiny budget and no time to do anything. And you got to keep takes where, you know, and I didn't, for, I didn't notice that for years, the guy bumping his head, or even if I did, I wouldn't have cared. but I like that it's real it is
1: sometimes these guys would bump their heads well of course they would why else would they have helmets
0: do you know speaking of which you see C-3PO and his giant dent dent in his head yeah I guess he got
1: from the sand people yeah when he fell
0: yeah you wouldn't see that now so back to what I was saying about the prequel so I would have made episode three the first one like the downfall of anakin and the you know the rise of vader mm-hmm. the second episode i would have had you know showing young luke growing up side by side with the empire expanding and overrunning with resistances everywhere and consolidating power and you know just to watch the death star get built some more and um you know see young luke and leia you can have maybe leia like her adventures like she did with obi-wan whatever i would have liked to see that in episode two and episode three would have taken us right up to the start of the new hope you know luke becomes like a teenager and he learns to be a pilot you see him learning to become pilot you see a young han solo start to get into some trouble um it's obviously before the solo movie and all that which only they did because Han solo didn't appear in any of the prequels um, you know, show Darth Vader sort of tra- the transition go even more like he starts to get more in control of himself and, you know, more um, cold and calculating like a right. Nazi, um, you know, and you can see Obi-Wan get older and sort of more withdrawn. And
1: Well, the problem I have with that is the story arcs that you're describing don't seem to be compelling enough to be standalone movies for the most part.
0: Oh, sure, they, they could be, if you directed them, right? Because, like, you think about all the stuff you can do with, like, a coming-of-age story of a character like Luke Skywalker. Well, the problem is that Lane. Luke is
1: such a whiny brat in this oh, movie, and, so, like, what's so his Anakin's art? Anakin's a
0: whiny brat for three movies. Oh, no, no, no,
1: but, like, I get that. Um, actually, in my opinion, I think that the, the first rendition of Anakin is the least whiny. Um, oh, the little kid? Yeah, like, Jay, no, he's not Jake really
0: whiny. he's just...
1: He's, he's, he reminds me of, of a young me, very autistic, <laughs> um, awkward, saying the weirdest things to the people around them. And you know, eh, eh. but imagine imagine the story arc, though, is what I'm pointing but out for for Luke Skywalker to go preferred. from where did he start at? If you're going to story arc him, and then he's going to end here, he's, and this he is supposed to be his as character as a growth. Nerdy
0: farmer kid,
1: but he is a nerdy farmer kid that hasn't changed, and he's not. He's still whiny as all hell.
0: He's he's fairly savvy in, you know, here, running around
1: trying to do the rescue. That's true. I felt like Luke really kind of grows through this, like, first half of A New Hope. Oh, sure. Pretty thoroughly.
0: Totally. But then they show right at the beginning of Empire. I mean, they had to, to cover up for his accident. But, you know, they show he's ill-equipped still to take care of himself. And Han even says so. But yeah, I would have much preferred just getting to know Anakin Skywalker as a young adult, and then you can make him this very good, virtuous person, much like, you know, a Luke type from Return of the Jedi, and then show him being seduced by the Dark side. T- you didn't have to show him as a problem child or an angsty teenager. You know, I, I, I didn't just, mind the
1: child part, eh. but I think you're right. The angsty teenager was a very annoying thing. I would have much... I liked it in Clone Wars the best, because he... Is impetuous and headstrong, and he has really good intentions. But well, Luke is he's impetuous to cross and lines. No, no, but like he's well, just like Luke in this, he actually, right, you know, right. he's willing to cross lines. He's willing to hurt people. Um, just Luke a is endangering bit.
0: everyone's life because he's got a crush on this girl he doesn't know. Right? Yeah, no, and I, I love and, that we're on. It's Like, hey, you need to catch the elevator. The guy's like, no, I'm good. I'll wait at this other one. <laughs> The other one's going down, maybe, or across.
1: Gotta be. Okay, now this 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 makes that scene in Obi Wan where he's walking around with her in his in his cloak believable because if that's sneaking, <laughs> like, maybe this is just how Obi Wan sneaks. Like yeah, just, it wasn't a bad idea. It was just that's how he he's, sneaks.
0: He's a clumsy sneaker.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but remember in Episode Two, he gets trapped or it was episode three he gets trapped and he's like well, how did this happen we're, we're not the stupid. oh yeah I know
1: that was two on in Genesis yeah <laughs>
0: it's like no you just don't know how to sneak but...
1: you were terrible at sneaking <laughs> this is canon
0: yeah, it's, it is canon yeah
1: racist <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! One one three eight. Yes, thx one one three eight. I loved that yes, movie. Yes. Um, oh, I loved it. I thought that movie was mostly impenetrable, but not bad. I I don't know. My my brain just really enjoyed it. And
0: well, I love you know, how you know George Lucas is this very stripped down like art house science fiction movie, right? It was very yeah. minimalist. And then he went the exact, the total opposite direction. I'm just
1: going to point out that they're going up against prison guards who are supposed to be even better than the stormtroopers that are supposed to be amazing. Uh, And they're not only winning.
0: I mean, but why? They're they're not only
1: winning and shooting these guys, but they are also pausing mid shot to aim at the door controls and the locks and the cameras. Like, wow. When did Luke become a sharpshooter? I'm just asking. Well, he's in
0: the desert. He could have done this target practice every day. There's nothing else to do.
1: Bullseyeing Womprats in his T 16 back home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Harrison Ford um, uh, ad libbed all of this, apparently.
1: (laughs) That makes absolutely perfect sense. (laughs) Oh my God. A reactor leak. So if you don't like it, shoot it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That, that always works in in this first movie for sure. It also unlocks or locks a door whenever it's convenient.
1: And I, I know it's right. I know it's budget and why they didn't do it, but like, come on, dude, you're, you're in an imperial prison hit every goddamn door. (laughs) Why, why, why are you not
0: letting them free? Well, here's a better question. Why do they need this elaborate prison system? I guess for this exactly, like, look, in case we ever get boarded or pirates come on board, we have to protect our prisoners. I guess. Think about that. So if they continue Obi-Wan, you think Tarkin's going to show up and will it be oh. more CGI?
1: Oh, you know, they're going to find a lookalike and they're going to make no, sure that it's, it's
0: a younger version of him.
1: Right. And they're going to find a lookalike and then they're going to overlay his face. Oh, no. You know, no. they're going to. Disney can't seem to drop the Uncanny Valley stuff.
0: Well, I mean, they're not. Oh, they're not going to do it with Alec. And, no, you, know, you and McGregor would not let them do that.
1: On his face?
0: Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I think he probably would. He really likes being Obi-Wan.
0: But he's but when Ewan McGregor gets a little older, he's going to look enough like Alec Guinness, and they'll do the white hair and the. White oh
1: beard. no no, they're they're not going to have to do much. You're right, good point. Yeah. Okay, now slowly, one by one, <laughs> just oh, he's take gonna, your time now. He's not going
0: to turn the corner and see eight hundred million.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh
0: my God, digital stargazers. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice that they let her still do her rouge, even though she's a prisoner.
1: Yeah, it's such a, a bonus. I mean, she she wasn't given a prison bra, though. <laughs> those those are still free and clear. Yeah.
0: Well, there's not too many women on the Death Star. I mean, what can I tell you?
1: well, no, no. Remember, women don't have bras in Star Wars because That's in right. space, your underwear would constrict you.
0: <laughs> That's what Lucas actually told her. <laughs> I know.
1: Oh. Uh, I, and I want everyone to remember Another that lovely
0: matte painting.
1: It's so good that like Carrie Fisher was young ones, okay, and 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 you know, bit bit naive.
0: She was nineteen when they filmed this.
1: I know, it's it's little crazy. baby.
0: Harrison Ford was thirty-five, and Mark Hamill was like twenty-two or twenty-three, something like that.
1: Yeah, wasn't he? Was Was Mark already? Mark wasn't married. For A New Hope, red. He he was married no, in uh, no. I think Empire. He just had a
0: girlfriend.
1: I think they were engaged. Yeah, and, and then, I think they got married after the movie, and then they were married. I know they were married for him and being an Empire. I so in I'm pretty sure. you
0: don't know, and I guess it would make more sense to talk about this if we ever do Empire. uh, Mark Hamill got in a terrible car accident between this and Empire Strikes Back, and that's why he gets his face mauled by a snow monster is so they can explain the giant scars on his face.
1: Yeah, the Wampa ice creature. Yeah.
0: I mean, most people know that by now, but maybe some people don't. Uh, this scene is amazing. I loved it as a kid.
1: Oh yeah, it was so creative.
0: It's also full of sexual innuendos.
1: Okay. Yeah. You want to you want to elaborate on that one? When we get to
0: No, not actual sexual innuendos, just lines that could be.
1: So if anyone remembers
0: There there's one.
1: Nice. Two. Three. Okay, this is a sex tape I would watch. Anyone remembers Dark Forces, the game? The old, like, what was it? 32-bit or 16-bit game? (laughs) Five. (laughs) Six. (laughs) But I loved this part with the... uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the monster. It actually has a name.
0: Yeah, I forgot too. I don't remember. But we're up to Dianoga? six.
1: Dianoga. Uh, Possibly. Uh, maybe I don't remember. That sounds right, but it's been forever. I love how the water is actually like not too murky.
0: You can sort of um, see what's going on. Makes you yeah.
1: wonder like what they're what they're yeah, it's mostly clear. So, Mark it.
0: Hamill almost did drown right here.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: And when he came up, one of his eyes was completely bloodshot from nearly drowning. Was he held down or something? I don't remember exactly what happened, but yeah, he got stuck underwater or something, or he couldn't get away from the rubber thing. Oh
1: that's terrifying. Mm-hmm.
0: So we have six sex puns so far when the walls start closing and there's even more. I'll keep counting them off.
1: All right. But seriously, I need to, I need to see a sex video now with like this, <laughs> this dialogue just like interspersed. <laughs> well, we've talked about that before in all the Star Wars movies. There's there's so much.
0: So this isn't really acting. Uh, I don't know if that's the part. I think it was before. I think this is not. He didn't almost drown during this take. <laughs> Seven.
1: Oh, that that that's reaching. That's <laughs> reaching.
0: Okay, well, I'll say six and a half.
1: That's fair. Oh gosh can you imagine having to be the person that designed this set and like just like fig figuring out what type of trash would be in a death star? Well,
0: it's all like styrofoam. Oh, know, I, I like see
1: that, that for yeah. sure. Had to and
0: bring back those communicators. Watch, watch. Is it, is it bonk? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See him stop and to adjust it. Oh, I, I mean, love he it. He really hit it hard, too.
0: Poor baby. <laughs> that sounds legit.
1: I mean, he's a protocol droid. They're not really supposed to have an agenda. He got
0: he's through, like, he no, got I got hit time. before.
1: Not happening.
0: Yeah. The talk way that his way out of anything. I mean, he knows Jedi mind tricks too.
1: Evidently, <laughs> but he is a protocol droid, right? Like he's supposed to be able yeah, to be good at diplomacy. But do,
0: do they have a bunch of protocol droids on the Death Star? Oh, How absolutely! With
1: droid that droids? many, because protocol droids are used for communication. They're also used for like yeah, literally that's protocol. True. He
0: can talk to like garbage trucks and things.
1: Yeah, and it's his job. Like they they would be like HR people and that type of stuff. Like you go to them, they would they would know the rules that involved with it. The... <laughs> Seven, eight, nice. Come on, R2. You should wrap that before you stick it in.
0: There's eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they use that line.
0: Maybe. I love that they just used whatever they had to. There's some sort of plumber fitting just stuck to a wall. <laughs> Looks spicy there's whatever the hell that is I really loved this scene
1: I mean there's no way at that point that he wasn't being crushed from the waist down like there's no way
0: well it is if it's just a bunch of styrofoam against
1: <laughs> oh, some PVC paneling yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I guess they could get above a lot of it. It's pretty dark. C-3PO thinks they're being smushed to death and screaming.
1: And and we laughed at this as a kid, you know? We
0: knew they were fine.
1: Well, sure, but...
0: Yeah, poor C-3PO didn't. So I think you might have noticed this, right? In the Obi-Wan show, when they have their big confrontations, they aren't doing all the fancy prequel choreography.
1: No, I mean, they do get into a little bit of a that. A little bit of it, but for the most part, it was much more believable. Which makes sense. Like you have, first of all, it's Anakin. Yeah. And you notice that Anakin is Vader um, in that show. Do not You don't see him pull fancy moves. That he's not flipping anymore. Especially
0: since aren't those different colors? They're not green anymore, right? They're like pink or red or something. Yeah, I think
1: you're right. I think they were or yellow. Maybe I'm
0: thinking of the first order,
1: uh, but maybe. I don't think they were
0: green like this. I think Lucas changed those well, too.
1: So you see, that, going back to that, like you see that Darth Vader, like he doesn't do any of those flippy moves at all when he be, after he becomes Darth Vader, yeah. and I think that's be you know pretty well established that that's because his uh, robot body can't handle it.
0: now i do believe that lucas intended to have the jedis move shit with their mind if he could have even in this movie they just didn't have the budget to do it oh absolutely so people always ask like oh why wasn't you know obi-wan making shit float around in this movie
1: oh yeah it was definitely budget he talks very much about what inspired him for the force and telekinesis was definitely a part of that
0: So in this, when you see the floor here and it looks like it goes on forever, they did like a little mirror trick with that.
1: I had no idea.
0: It was either matte painting or mirrors. I think they did something with mirrors. It's
1: probably both. I do love that you can see, again, um, you can play on this level on some of the Star Wars games and I really nerded out about that.
0: Yeah, I vaguely remember that too. so he made he made a noise or he made them think there was right. a noise see I think he's doing that in their heads
1: he is that's okay. the implication
0: well then it was the same with the sand people
1: well no I, I knew like I said in the in the, I'm only saying this because I vaguely remember the book I, I read it a lot but it was a long time ago and I remember it saying that he made the howl of the cry at dragon but then instilled fear in them at the same time with the force
0: okay Oh, this is the scene where the... (laughs) Yeah, he runs into the the giant room. There's 800,000 million stormtroopers.
1: Which there is on this whole... That was something that that didn't bug me as a kid, but as I got older and was really researching into it, like why you only see a handful of stormtroopers ever. And this is a huge battle station.
0: Yeah. Well, because they only had so many extras. They could only pay for so many extras. Oh,
1: I totally get it. I know why. I'm just...
0: But you look know. how bare bones these, these sets are, the walls. and.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. So that's mirrors and stuff? Yeah. I know it's well, matte that, painting, too. Yeah,
0: I think for the floors, they did some sort of mirror trick. But look how how bare the walls are, like, as compared to now when there's shit all over them. And the, <laughs> those, those very 70s, those panels.
1: I mean, the door's not moving yet, Leia. How do you know? <laughs>
0: Well, she knows they will eventually. This always confused me that I guess he shoots a, two, a few of them and the rest of them leave. They're just like, oh, we're leaving. Fuck this.
1: It was probably like a small contingent that just happened to be in a hallway.
0: And look, they're they're running away. I like just keep coming until one of you shoots him.
1: Maybe their carbines overheated.
0: <laughs> yeah, Maybe. So, uh, they didn't know if this rope was going to hold and they did this in one take.
1: No, I knew about the one take. I didn't know they didn't know the rope was going to hold.
0: Nope. They did not know. In fact, they were worried it wouldn't and they just did it. I'm telling you, man, everything about the shoot was janky and rushed and...
1: No, I get that. Again, more proof to the the idea that Star Wars was only good because Lucas couldn't afford to do it his way <laughs> yes that the the charm of it was its weird make it work it brought an energy to it. I really do think so,
0: oh, absolutely. There was something about these doors too that I read yeah. About. So was...
1: they were set on weights, I believe, to yeah. close, and so like he they weren't going to stop if he didn't make it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's very it's... Harrison Ford though to like do dangerous stunts and. Used to be, yeah. Still is. He still crashes his plane every couple of years and well, fucks himself up.
1: That's more him just being dumb. <laughs> no one, no one would say Harrison Ford was the wisest human being.
0: Yeah, these these lightsabers look pretty janky.
1: Like, first of all, you have David Prouse here, who is not at all, and I repeat, not at all, a, a sword fighter, fighter at world. all.
0: He's
1: very stiff. <laughs> but then you have Alec Guinness, who is a classically trained, uh, you know, yeah, sword fighter. But he's like, and, <laughs> well, well, no, he was like 60, 64 or something, I think, no, when he shot this. I
0: think he was at least 70 at the
1: time. I am going to Google it later, and Maybe. I guarantee you he was the in his point 60s. Was he was no, no, he was not.
0: Um, no, I was just, I wasn't talking about the fight. I meant the, the sabers themselves compared to what we see now.
1: Yeah. They're much it thinner. It really janky. They're made to look like swords cause they were light swords. Honestly, the, the design for the dark saber is far more accurate to what lightsabers were originally supposed to look like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Remember they're based on samurai.
0: Yeah. See, I don't think this fight is terrible. I mean, they no. are not moving much.
1: <laughs> they're not moving much, but like it is, it does look like a proper sword fight. And as somebody who grew up with Errol Flynn and stuff like that, like this, this didn't ring wrong to me.
0: But I I think they did finally a good job of wrapping up when he says, I was but the learner or now I am the master, because that's kind of how it ended in the last Obi-Wan
1: fight. Which, of course, they did on purpose. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course they did it on purpose. Got to wrap it up in a little silver bow or else it's not a Disney production.
0: It looks like he trips there.
1: I think he does. I know that, that that cloak was too long for Prowse, and there were issues with that.
0: There's definitely Prowse in this, right? I know for Empire they got a actual sword fighter guy.
1: Yes. To do
0: the fight scenes. Yes,
1: but no, I'm pretty sure Prowse was the only one in the Darth Vader suit throughout the A New Hope.
0: I think you're right. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. No. He just, he just doesn't look like a trained sword fighter.
1: Oh well, it's it's old school now this part i'm like how long has this hippie dude been in the desert talking to qui-gon jinn to suddenly be like no no we're doing this
0: here's the thing though as a six-year-old for me like i saw it happen and right away like everything just clicked in my head oh he's some wizard you know when when his race of wizards die like you know, their bodies disappear. Okay, fine. Right. Right. It doesn't. Like, yeah, it did, we didn't stop and think it was weird. No,
1: that. no. I, I thought it was cool as hell yeah, when I, I was a kid. Yeah, it was cool
0: too. But my point is, this movie was made for kids with imagination to understand everything right off the bat.
1: Yeah, it definitely showed more than it spoke. And I like that.
0: As a six year old, I understood everything that was happening. I was not really confused about anything. Um,.
1: You know, unlike your time watching episode one,
0: exactly. And then as, <laughs> as a twenty-something with like a degree, I'm trying to unravel Phantom Menace, and I just cannot get my head around it.
1: So my first time entering the Millennium Falcon at Disney and getting to this spot, I, I think I might have reached an octave that broke windows.
0: <laughs> I think you cried?
1: Oh, I cried. I sobbed. It was the best. I made my nephew sit down with me and get pictures and selfies. Because, oh my God, you could touch the table.
0: I was obsessed. <laughs> See, Leia's just kind of consoling him. Like, you know, I'm really sorry like your old man friend died. But I didn't really know him, you know?
1: Right, and then it's like <laughs> Leia's known him her whole life. Oh, yeah, they
0: had all kinds of adventures together. And
1: you saved so your for, life like 20 times. For him dying, it's got to be like... <laughs> She's just
0: consoling Luke. He's like, yeah, sorry your old man friend died. That's too bad. Seemed like a nice guy. (laughs) I mean, seriously, that's how she's acting, right? No, exactly. She should be just as devastated, but it's fine. I know what they are doing. It's fine.
1: This is... I loved this, and I loved it in the games.
0: Couldn't they just outrun these little guys at this point?
1: Uh, oh, TIE fighter? No. I mean, you know about that. Okay. Um, I know eventually
0: all the little Well, they, ships they, they, they talk about speed. the fact
1: that they're so easy to kill because they don't have shields. They don't have shields because they wanted more rune for the uh, the um, engines. So these things are basically like yeah, but my rockets point is, these with a person li- strapped on top. These
0: little guys shouldn't be able to follow the Millennium Falcon like halfway across the galaxy.
1: Well, they're not going halfway across the galaxy.
0: Yeah, they're going, they're going all the way back to the rebel base that's hidden on uh, Yavin.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So they, they go inside a Star Destroyer, and the Star Destroyer deploys them when they arrive. They don't go across the galaxy. They don't even have hyperspace capabilities for this version, as I'm showing my nerd. I,
0: no, but my point is, at this point, they're still near the Death Star. Yeah. And the TIE Fighters can't go far that far from the Death Star. Yeah, they can. No, they can't. They even said in the scene where they get captured, like, he couldn't have gotten this... Far out in space himself. Well, they're not that wasn't. far out right now. He was a patrol ship from the Death Star. Yeah. So why did why are they standing there fighting them? Is my oh should,
1: you mean why don't they just off? keep running? Yeah. Because it's because if they turn around and they just run away, they're going to keep they're not just going to keep following them. That's not going to be possible. But they're faster than Millennium Falcon by a long shot. And and Chewie was continuing to go away from them. Like he was still.
0: Yeah, but couldn't they go into hyperspace?
1: No, 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 no. Tie fighters don't have that capability. I just said that. That
0: that's why. I'm oh, saying, you mean why Millennium why Falcon? Falcon, just go into hyperspace and get rid of these assholes. Oh god.
1: Well, I mean, you've seen these movies. You know <laughs> yeah, the that, hyperspace yeah, have machine. that
0: awesome scene we just saw. You know that. You know really.
1: that the the hyperspace mo- uh, hyperdrive motivator is always bad. Like always. Yeah. What's the point?
0: You could see uh, David Price's very unburned face. <laughs> That's okay.
1: (laughs) Gotta love that uh, 1970s eyeliner.
0: And those 70s sideburns. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. A, A lot of directors now, they do try to, like, guess or make something look weird or different. But... I'm glad they didn't. I don't know if they did it on a purpose or not, but it's more relatable to see people that look like people that look great right now.
1: <laughs> I guess. Maybe more relatable, but I would have preferred a little bit more ingenuity. I really like that they went places with Amadala's hair and outfits and stuff like that. I I very much enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, that. that
0: was fine. I didn't have a problem with them dressing or weird. That was the least of the problems of the movie.
1: Absolute truth. I love the design for that chair I'm sure that's in like another sci-fi thing
0: this is a great scene establishing Han Solo's kind of a smarmy prick (laughs) he just decides to fuck with Luke because he figures out he's got a crush on her which by the way that was totally a triangle thing between the three of them
1: oh yeah they were intentionally doing that at the beginning I mean, this is basically shot for shot, Flash Gordon in space. Like,
0: Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the actors.
1: Oh. Oh, a try... Eh, no, Luke, was, Luke wasn't Luke was into Carrie like that.
0: No, yes, he was.
1: And he said he thought she was cute at the beginning, Maybe but he was already... Out. He was already... What? Yeah. Oh, that's news to me. Mm-hmm. Do tell.
0: Oh, yeah. I've given you some new hot goss, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they made out. And then they were like, eh, no, it's better if we're just friends, like brother sister that's actually they said that before they knew they were going to be on screen brother and sister
1: oh that's crazy yeah I mean who would not have a crush on Carrie Fisher just first Ford
0: actually went ahead and banged her
1: well that's because Harrison Ford's an asshole yeah he's a creep I mean I know she was technically legal but like he plied her with cocaine <laughs>
0: who didn't Carrie had a bit of a problem
1: I well guess. I mean raised in Hollywood with the mom like what she had ain't yeah. no surprise pretty
0: common Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty old school, seventies looking now. That the this this panel doesn't hold up very well.
1: It doesn't. It Looks but like something
0: from Logan's Run.
1: I did like in the in a lot of the books and stuff that the, that the tech is kind of old for us because they developed in other areas.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying it looks janky. It yes. looks like a cardboard wall with little buttons that you Ooh, found at Radio Shack. It
1: was a cardboard know. wall. I know. I
0: know. That's my point. <laughs> I, when they started actually having money to do stuff. And then you go back and watch this. Like, it's still amazing. It still holds up. But there's little things here and there that you're like, ooh. Oh, yeah. That's very true. That looks old and low budget. Like, look, this is that's just like AC ducts. It is AC ducts. Yeah. Just... But it's
1: like future looking. That's like sound baffling paneling or something on <laughs> <called> the back <laughs> <Yeah>. part. <laughs> the screen looks great, though. Yeah, it looks much bigger than it actually is. Yeah. You did a good job.
0: So, this is so if they had we're...
1: done Oh, go ahead
0: Oh, I was saying We see Biggs And he lost all his earlier scenes That poor actor Had a bunch of early scenes They cut out Yeah, they I even actually even cut out the scene Of them catching up Which I guess they figured They had to Because they cut out The earlier scene To introduce this character
1: Exactly which I will just say fine. that I always thought that the, the If they did a prequel It should have Biggs in it Or if they were going <laughs> to do Something like kind of parallel
0: Yeah, where's, where's Wedge and Biggs? I guess yeah. they were in Rogue One, right?
1: Uh wedge. Oh was, anyway. Right? Yeah,
0: I would have taken the whole Big Rogue One the whole Rogue One attack thing or even a little bit of the storyline and put that in the third prequel as well.
1: Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Rogue One, but I know we disagree on that one.
0: Yeah, no. I thought it was a fantastic idea with horrible execution. <laughs> but you could have had um oh what's the guy's name? The the Asian force sensitive guy? character
1: oh shoot yeah you could
0: have put his character in that last prequel movie you could have had the rogue one as like the b plot you know that's true and the a plot being like luke maybe luke has some kind of adventure where um somebody knows about him and no i guess that would he wouldn't want to try to kill him he he comes out of nowhere but he could have have some adventure where he almost gets killed like on a training mission or fucking around Mm -hmm. yeah You know, you could have done so many cool things.
1: Okay, it's so awesome that in the background of the scene, you actually get to see more than just X-Wings, like on the ground, not just models in the air, different types.
0: Yeah, they put a lot of work into this whole set. It's
1: beautiful. Oh my God, I always wanted an X-Wing.
0: Well, didn't you find it weird, though, that Lucas left 30 years between the last prequel and which it really wasn't because lucas only supposed to be like 17 here so it's really like 17 years like he never bothers to even do rudimentary math before he opens his mouth and writes shit down that's true but he at first he said it was 30 years well no i guess 30 years from episode one yeah that makes a little more sense i guess no it doesn't because anakin's only like five (laughs) Oh, fuck it. Whatever. The point is, there's a big gap of time between the last prequel and when this movie's supposed to start. Yeah. Did you always find that weird? Um, sort of. I mean, it works out. Or did he know he was going to sell it to Disney for $4 billion and he wanted to leave all that space for them? (laughs) To fill? (laughs) To fill. Did he know that back Uh, in 2003? I
1: don't think so. I think he just wanted it far back enough that he didn't have to worry about having anyone that looked like anyone except for, you know obi-wan uh,
0: okay yeah that that that's a good point that he that might have been his thinking
1: oh god his freaking puppy dog face kills me every time i swear i don't think there was a single girl in the 70s that, in the in 80s that didn't have a huge crush on luke skywalker and and well and on han Harrison solo. yeah han solo for sure
0: oh uh, oh by the way if you're on twitter mark hamill is the best twitter follow
1: oh god yes I mean, look at that cockpit. How much fun would it have been to build these to build sets? That,
0: yeah. And I love how it's all just like janky and wires and.
1: That must have been a dream, though, for a prop maker. Yeah, when I you know, know that everything is going to be dirty and filthy, you can hide a lot of flaws behind some fake mud. <laughs> you know, true. that's true. Oh man, the seam didn't weld right, and the the hot glue showing. It's like mm, there's some dirt in, on that. I
0: just can't tell you how awesome it is to uh, to be watching the non special edition. Of this movie. It feels like I'm watching Star Wars again.
1: We're going to say this the entire time. Yeah. Because it's so true. It makes my heart swell. I haven't felt like this watching A New Hope in a long time.
0: Yeah. And we're not even... We're just talking all the way through it.
1: Well, I don't know about you, but I keep finding myself just getting immersed. And that's the beauty of Star Wars, you know? Like, it was a universe you could completely fold yourself into. There was so much there. So much depth. So much reality.
0: So again, as a six-year-old, you know you hear Obi Wan's spirit, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So the wizards can have their voice, their spirit voice, communicate with people they want to. Like, right? The, like as a kid, your imagination doesn't have any problems with that. It doesn't stop you, like, wait, why is he hearing a dead guy's voice? What, what's that about? Right?
1: No, exactly. It made sense.
0: It made sense, especially but of course to he did. Neurodivergent kids like us. <laughs>
1: Okay, absolutely true. But also remember that he was still pulling on tropes from fantasy and, and so on from long before. Like sure. the whole... Oh, uh, poor Porkins. He can't even
0: buckle his chin strap.
1: Nope, doesn't fit.
0: I mean, seriously, did was that George Lucas trying to be funny, creating a character named Porkins and having to be a fat guy?
1: That was Lucas's way of naming everything. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's like such a goofy comic relief thing though. It's like something Mel Brooks would do in Spaceballs.
1: No, exactly.
0: I thought their helmets were really cool too. The designs they put on them. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. It felt real. Like these all were different. Right. Because that's no different than like someone painting their, their plane. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or the, and, and Lucas was a huge fan of like aerial dog fighters and, you know, fighter pilots and aerial combat. So I'm sure he took that from, you know, like, hey, well, the Air Force guys, you know, they all do something different on their helmets. So you should do the same.
1: Yeah, I always loved um, how the spaceships flew in Star Wars, but I'm going to say it's not realistic to what it would actually be in space. Yeah. Um, only have propulsion from the rear is doesn't make any sense when you don't have gravity.
0: Panic at the Death Star.
1: Right. Seems like a rather big design flaw, don't you think?
0: So at what point does he decide to jump in a TIE fighter himself? Is it when they say, like, we've like he figures out, like, oh, they could actually blow us up? Because he, he doesn't yet.
1: No, he gets in it later. But also... They well, I mean, again, this is retconning on their part, but like they write about how Vader was obsessed with flying. Like, any chance he got, he was in the cockpit, he had a very special well, yeah, ship made yeah for himself. And they, they
0: do find well, they could have done better with it. But in the prequels, they show him like he likes to be a pilot, he's good at it.
1: Well, I mean, he literally starts off with winning a pod race, right? Like,
0: oh god, the fucking pod race,
1: <laughs> I knew that would get you going. I mean, it's that's
0: the, it's so... the first. Star Wars scene where they, 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 they first Star Wars movie where they stop and do a commercial for a video game.
1: <laughs> Very true. Mind you, the best video game ever.
0: Still love those TIE fighters.
1: No, they, they were really good about the design, um, and the juxtaposition between the two. Like, you can, you can see at a glance who is who.
0: I really did love one of my favorite things about The Force Awakens was when Poe gets in the TIE Fighter.
1: Yeah.
0: And he figures out how to fly it. I thought that was a really cool scene.
1: I liked Poe as a character, too.
0: Yeah, I I liked The Force Awakens.
1: Well, it was basically A New Hope done over again. Yeah, I didn't
0: love it. Like, the trench battle scene in that movie is boring and pointless. I mean, it's not pointless in the movie, but it's
1: see. There you go. That was Vader saying he was getting in.
0: But like, to, to back to my point, like in the Force Awakens, remember that trench
1: scene? Oh yeah.
0: Did you feel anything? Did you find it exciting? Did you not care at really. all? Really?
1: No. Like, well, that was the thing about Force Awakens. Like, I knew what I was watching. I was watching a New Hope over again. And I knew how it was going to go. There was sure, nothing surprising but in it. She
0: didn't have to do
1: another trench battle have you met Disney? <laughs> like
0: fair. I'm sure Lawrence Caston, given his own devices, might've come up with something more clever.
1: Absolutely. Like, you know, they shoehorned all this stuff in because they have to have, they have to, you were talking about this earlier. They're spoon feeding the audience.
0: But JJ Abrams had to do the thing he always does. You have to soak up a sun. And blow up a planet. Somehow. Okay. But
1: to be fair, that was in, um, the EU. Uh, so oh boy. Oh yeah. They they literally took a whole bunch of things from the EU, mashed it together and and threw it into the the sequels. Okay. Mind you, it was some of the worst of the EU. <laughs> 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 but see, I I mean, yeah, that's not high tech, but it it holds up. In my opinion, it holds up. No, most most everything
0: here holds up there's just a few things that don't, that really stand out.
1: Oh, good old Y wings. Yeah. Gotta love the bombers. Oh yes. The interceptor. I mean, even, even the backgrounds of the cockpits and the tie fighters and stuff, like they're just so cool looking.
0: Oh yeah. No, they're much cooler, <laughs> but that's also the point too. It's like, you know, the empire has the fanciest most technologically advanced weapons and figures. oh yeah in
1: universe i understand why i was just yeah. talking about like set wise just yeah. how they did it how they set it up it looks realistic it looks usable but it also has a very distinct flavor to it i'm just i've always been super obsessed with the the effects team for this like ilm was just mind-blowingly good
0: <laughs> I don't know why Tarkin gets pissed off here, but okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I. Ain't.
0: <laughs> All right, that dude. You know that dude tried to take off.
1: Yeah, we've already lost them several times. But sure, we're, we're underestimating them now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point, you're not going back to Palpatine saying you lost the Death Star if you're Tarkin. You're going down with the ship.
1: I mean, that would make sense, yes. But <laughs> yeah. that's not how he's playing this, for sure. No, well... He's playing it as, a, as just a cocky, like, no, like that's not going to happen. Sure, We're about to win. Sure, but
0: he could also be thinking... Oh, yeah. I mean, we just know there is an Emperor at this point. We don't know anything else about him and I don't know if Lucas had fleshed him out by this point either I don't think so Yeah. I mean well what a character they they can't stop going back to him
1: I love that they got him all sweaty and
0: Mm -hmm. and dead (laughs) you better let her loose
1: God, this is so good. There's not a single moment in any of the other movies that makes me feel exactly like the trench run.
0: I was very sad when random guy didn't save the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you're seriously cheering for them to. And, yeah, and that was invested, part of it. The... You're
0: invested enough that you're like, damn, that didn't work.
1: Yeah, you cared Even about
0: if you knew it was going to be Luke. It was obviously going to be Luke.
1: this this was so emotionally impactful to me as a kid oh yeah just I honestly wasn't sure who was going to win in this like it, it felt like sure. there was real risk you knew, on the table yes yeah.
0: so you, you didn't what, really know at that point
1: you knew knew like I mean of course stories go a certain yeah. way but I just meant that they did a good job a of making this feel
0: probably savvy enough to start understanding how movies conventionally work
1: right but like there was so many like close calls and like it felt like yeah things were possibly expendable yeah like
0: oh good old wedge antilles
1: seriously one of my favorite characters in the eu just putting that out there
0: yeah i mean he's one of the few that survived you you better flesh him out and make him important Give him a cool backstory. The Rose he's, Squadron um, books were so
1: good, even though Stackpole's not my favorite author. He's so even good. McGregor's
0: uncle, I think. Yes,
1: he is. Yeah. Which is freaking hilarious. Because of Dennis course. Dennis Lawson. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah.
0: Wedge gets hit but survives. He's also very British doing an American accent. No, Really? Well, yeah, he's Ewan McGregor's uncle. I think he's actually Scottish. I thought they might have dubbed him. That's Scottish awesome. Scottish or Irish or something.
1: Oh, and also John Williams here, like, bringing it hard.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you want to tell everybody what we did last night?
1: Oh, that's right. You took me to see uh, String Quartet playing... Um, sci-fi and fantasy scores and of course they started out with the, the all-time the favorite things. got to love it I mean John Williams knows how to paint a picture I, you can't feel anything but a little bit of anxiety rising in your heart even if nothing was on the screen right now you could, you can just viscerally no, feel it
0: what he did with these movies you can't overstate it
1: no I used to listen to the soundtrack for a yeah, new Me hope too. on a loop Me for too. months and years
0: the vinyl with the big black cover. Remember those? Oh,
1: absolutely. When I was having some of the worst times as a kid, I would just play this and and close my eyes and just listen.
0: Yeah, there seems to be more green in this version. I think like Lucas went back and changed a lot of the green.
1: Yeah, to make it a color, little more like
0: color temperature. A lot.
1: I think you're right because there's unless the, unless the when they took everything out they messed up the color a bit
0: maybe but i don't remember all this green at least from the past 20 years of watching the movie
1: oh god <laughs> that's just, a great helmet
0: they use this scene over and over and over again they're like this is great footage yeah
1: hey, you know what it worked it works I really don't have any criticisms for this, this movie. Just, I mean, obviously So I never
0: understood what happened here. Like Darth Vader starts firing, but it doesn't hit anything.
1: Well, it shows like they were going to fire right then. And then like, right at that moment, he got startled. So it just doesn't go in the exact right direction.
0: Okay. Didn't really look like that, but okay. Looks like Darth Vader didn't know until whatever. I mean, Han Solo saved the day. That's all that matters. See, you didn't need the stupid ring.
1: You, you don't. I never it's thought you did. It's just as
0: impactful. I actually don't ring.
1: mind the ring. I will give you that. I do not mind it.
0: Yeah, but we didn't need it.
1: Well, and I don't always need icing, but sometimes it's delicious. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. I mean, I made it seem bigger than it was. I guess. Oh, so cool. And then this portion. Though, I will say in the special edition, this, some of the little extra pieces they added to this to make the place look bigger was... That was cool. That was yeah, cool. I guess. But again. Things that are stationary, I never minded. It was the moving bullshit.
0: Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were able to do this in one take.
1: Really? This part? Yeah. That's impressive.
0: Wow! So none of these actors thought they were ever going to work together again.
1: Oh yeah, this was definitely a let's let's party it up. We're never going to see each other's faces again. This is a flop. Well, we're like just going to have fun while say, we're doing it.
0: Like I was talking about before, with you know Alec Guinness thinking the movie was going to be a flop. Everybody did. Yeah. None none of these people thought this movie was going to do anything.
1: I like how next to Han Solo, they were like, "All right, he has to look heroic." cause he's a hero now and they couldn't figure out how to make tiny little Mark Hamill <laughs> show up against Harrison Ford. So they put him in gold. Like it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe that's his formal jacket, you know, in the future, that's the well, equivalent to a,
1: like a space a jock formal jacket.
0: But you can, you can almost tell like what kind of jacket that is, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I think it might be a woman's jacket.
1: I don't know, the cut in the 70s was definitely very feminine. True. And I hated that they, they gave Chewbacca a fucking medal <laughs> later on in the sequels. Like, yeah, oh yeah, we why? remember that he didn't get one. He doesn't need
0: one. Well,
1: like, that's kind of the thing is he's kind of implied in this movie as being, like, owned by Han, sort of.
0: Yeah, and they, and they thought, ooh, that sounds bad. So they had to come up with this whole exactly thing.
1: Exactly. Well, I mean, they they do get into life dead even before that, but like giving him the medal later on, Disney was like, you know, you know what we don't want to be associated with owning another species. Like, mm.
0: well, at least in the holiday special, they 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 flesh him out a lot more.
1: That's true. I mean, his his kid itchy and scratchy, <laughs> his aunt whiny, <laughs> uh,
0: Grandpa who watches porno. Oh yeah, that's Grandpa's right, Jerky,
1: <laughs> Grandpa Jerky. Oh, no, Grandpa's gosh! Itchy
0: and the kid is <laughs> spanky or something. We're gonna we're gonna have to do the holiday special. We're gonna have Sorry, to. We're gonna have to.
1: Oh seriously though, this this even the end credits. So good. And actually Star Wars from when I was a kid was the movie that got me like wanting to watch end credits and like beginning stuff. Like I wanted every second of every possible bit of star Wars. Who
0: is Jack Purvis again?
1: Jack Purvis and Eddie Bear.
0: One of I don't girl know. guys, I guess
1: gotta be probably one of the, um, generals.
0: Well, they'll show, shouldn't think. Cause mm. I forget some of them too. Anyway, we were talking so much about ourselves. I, I was going to go into a lot more behind the scenes stuff that I know.
1: Well, that means we're going to have to watch it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not we're, seeing a problem here.
0: We're going to do a second podcast. John Dykstra, that's a f- very famous guy who obviously helped launch his career. You know, Ben Burt was just the sound guy on this, and now he does everything.
1: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was he the sound guy that was wearing the hot pink shorts in the desert?
0: Uh, I don't know if he was wearing hot pink shorts. He might've been, I mean, it's fucking hot in Tunisia.
1: Well, that, that was, <laughs> it was the like joke. over
0: hundred degrees. <laughs> and then, uh, Spielberg later did Raiders of the Lost Ark there too. Oh
1: my gosh. It must've been like some, what, we have like a better trade relation with them or something.
0: I don't to know. Make it... I, I'm not sure of the politics. I don't think they're a hostile country at this point, but they have a lot of political turmoil all the time um so i tourism kind of comes and goes that's all i know i i don't know that much more about it i just know that they shot all the tattooing stuff there and that um owen and beru's house is a is a hotel which is did why they um all those different doors and shit
1: did they shoot that the bit with um jabba's barge in tunisia for return of the jedi no okay
0: no, I think. Um, oh, look at that! You can tell me on Twitter if I'm wrong, but I think
1: Ralph McCary.
0: Moss Eisley was a set in 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 uh, England.
1: Well, I knew Moss Eisley was, but I was thinking um, just the desert scene with the barge, like Java sail barge. Oh
0: no, that was in the California desert.
1: Oh okay, yeah, right.
0: and and to have all the locals to fool all the locals. Remember, they made all the the swag that said blue harvest Blue harvest yeah yep douglas trumbull that that's who it is but anyway
1: yeah yeah they didn't
0: want anybody knowing they were doing a star wars movie so they said they were doing a oh wait, horror beyond belief or something like that
1: i think you're right about that i don't remember the tagline anyway is exactly... if you can get a
0: hold of any of the original blue harvest stuff that's got to be worth i don't even know how much
1: there you Chief Jawa. Okay. There you go. That's what Jack Purvis. Oh, good. The main Jawa.
0: Good, good. I think he worked in 2001 as one of the. There apes you go. Eddie, Eddie
1: uh, Byrne is general the general word. that was choked.
0: Angus McGinnis. Okay. Tunisia, Tickle National Park, Guatemala, Death Valley Monument, California, and. Okay.
1: Death Valley. Got it. I mean, why wouldn't it be in Death Valley? Well, that was amazing.
0: So that was the movie called Star Wars.
1: (laughs) In case anyone had, you know, doubts about the title here. We're going to do
0: more of these for sure. Uh, So, you know, stay tuned. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye-bye.